you go back a few weeks and curling had been if not totally unknown then virtually unknown to many people in this country then pyeongchang 2018 came along and suddenly team kim or sometimes known as the garlic girls were on all of our lips uh we many of us were glued to the screen as they went on to win a silver medal but it also shed light by virtue uh, and by nature of watching uh, on this whole sport. The online communities now have seen people asking about how to play curling as a hobby. Can we see curling fever continue then to ensure a better future and more support for the sport? Let's ask Jim Cotter, Canadian curler who's been coaching this country's mixed doubles team for the Olympics. Good morning to you. Thank you for taking the time. Good morning. Thank you for uh, having me. And you were actually coaching the the mixed doubles team. We saw this game introduce mixed doubles for curling, didn't we? Yes, we sure did. It was uh, it was an amazing experience. It was amazing to see how uh, Korea um, has embraced curling um, with the mixed doubles. As you know, started uh, before the uh, Olympics, so there was a lot of. Uh, you know, exposure uh, right out of the gates, and uh, people seem to enjoy the game. And uh, yeah, it just flowed right over to the the men's and the ladies. And it was awesome to uh, see Team Kim there win a uh, silver medal. You were coaching Chang Heji and Iki Jong. I mean, is there any particular reason why it was the Kim girls that rose to stardom? Apart from, of course, the fact that they won a silver medal, but even long before that, they were getting attention. Yes, absolutely. I think um, any three of the teams uh, could have medaled, and very well, all three could have. They're, from from what I've seen uh, just here over in Canada when they've come over and played, uh, they're tremendous teams, highly skilled, and uh, so it, um, it, w- it was amazing to see the, the, the girls, <laughs> the garlic girls, as I read uh, myself here, um, which is quite neat, um, to, to see them, you know, playing that gold medal game and uh, it's it just truly remarkable and it's it's great uh, for curling in Korea to create that exposure and uh, these kids they've been working hard um, I call them kids because I'm much older <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they um, how hard they've worked the past uh, you know three four years working with uh, Canadian coaches uh, Peter Glant and Bob Ursel. Um they put the hard work in and uh, it's paid off and uh, they're tremendous athletes and um, very technically skilled and now they have the the knowledge behind and the experience and the the strategy to go along with it so uh, I can only see great things to come do you know well the the coach for this uh, this team Kim uh, Peter Gallen uh, had been the subject of a CBC article that read the Korean women's curling team upset the Canadian women's curling team with a little help from a PEI coach Yes, I do. Uh, I do know uh, Peter uh, very well. I've, um, I curl against his son uh, Brett Gallant, and uh, Peter. He's extremely knowledgeable. Um, I, I've not read the article, so I can't really comment on that. But uh, to have a, an experienced um, curler like Peter, um, you know, helping the girls, you know, he obviously did a great job, and he showed them all. You know, he's worked with them for three years, I believe it was, and. And uh, he had them at uh, peak performance, ready for the Olympics. So, you know, hats off to Peter for doing a great job. And when it when it comes to a curling team, it it really ultimately comes down to everybody. It comes down to their support team. 
you know, Peter included the, the, the four or five girls and the national coach, and it really takes a team of people to, um, to create a success, successful Olympics. So, uh, you know, it's, it's really hats off to, to everybody in the Korean um, Curling uh, Federation. Yeah, Peter Gallant, just to correct that pronunciation. Thanks for clarifying. But he also told local media that they had to do over an hour bus ride just to get to practice. And even then, the ice quality wasn't good. It sounds like we've got to do more about curling infrastructure in this country. Did you go through similar difficulties? Uh, no, I did not uh, specifically in Korea go through those difficulties. And you know what, for the, for the team to... Uh, to accept those challenges and have it a part of their routine and just really shows that the dedication and uh, the hard work that they put into uh, put into it and with the, with this great exposure um, you know around the world but uh, especially in Korea and and uh, to, to have that exposure now to curling you know I could uh, you know see potentially other curling clubs being built in Korea and and uh, you'll have a lot more uh, people interested in wanting to uh, play and so I think this Olympics will really um, create that that um, that drive and uh, and hopefully you know more facilities with better ice conditions or good ice conditions. I know B.J. Gagnon is uh, is a Canadian, one of the best ice makers in the world. I know he's over there working um, and making ice and, and things like that. So the, the conditions I know from what I've heard are uh, are drastically improving all the time. But it's also around the country, isn't it? It's not just about the uh, Olympic ice. It's it's about the ice that we would all of us encounter. If if you've got a, a middle school, an elementary school student even, who thought, yes, I want to take up curling and it's my dream to be an Olympian one day, they need to have that access. H- how far behind are we in that respect, would you suggest, C- compared with Canada where it's already very popular? Well, in Canada, we've been fortunate where we do have, um, you know, ice makers that have been around for a long time and have, have passed that knowledge on. And, and I know you have one of the best, uh, or in Korea, there's one of the best ice makers. And uh, so I foresee that those conditions getting better and better all the time. And it really comes down to the number of facilities. If the facility, facilities are there, um, I, I don't see any issues of where um, the younger generations coming up, you know, whether they want it to be a hobby or, or uh, turn it more into, uh, you know, competitive curling, curling all over the world, and possibly leading up to the Olympics. I, is, I think that those facilities, once, once they are available, that uh, those conditions can be very similar to what we have here in Canada and other parts of the world. And I've heard it said that the strategic side of it has been been one of the factors explaining the great popularity of curling in this country that it appeals to some other local games even some of the board games we have here um would you would you say that is going to be a a big part of career success if we are going to go on and do it having the ability to outthink rivals yeah absolutely curling is uh is as much as it is technical and learning the skills and throwing draws and takeouts it's as big as you, you know knowing the strategy of the game is is huge you know you got to be thinking two three shots ahead and and um you definitely saw that uh this past w- week at the olympics with the with the three all three korean uh, curling teams and and even the men have come over to canada and, and participated and i th- believe they they came uh runner-up in one of the slam events which is one of the biggest events in the in the world with all the top teams and 
So you're really seeing um, that the Koreans catch on to the strategy, and they're highly technically skilled to to go along with it. So there's a uh, you know sky's the limit, and you can only see growth from here. Physically, does it make a, a big difference to have a mixed doubles event for curling? Yeah, I think um, having the mixed doubles for curling it allows um, countries that can't field you know four players of the same gender, and there's other sports that have you know varying variations like the bobsled and skiing and all that sort of stuff. So I think having a mix of the mixed doubles um, curling added to the Olympics, I think, is great. Um, and uh, you, you so it's just a little bit quicker paced, and people seem to like that. And uh, it really took off this year's Olympics, and, uh, you, you know, I hope to see it continue to grow uh, with uh, future Olympics. But, but that's obviously down to the, the makeup of having only two on a team rather than sort of like the male part bringing any great physical prowess, one might argue. Because the, the, the reason I make that gender distinction is because we saw the Russian team. I've got to ask you about this. Uh, and, and the male competitor there, Alexander Krishalnitsky, was caught doping, meldonium. Is there, in your opinion, as someone who knows curling so well and who's done it, a great physical advantage to be gained from doping? No, absolutely not. There's no gain uh, from doping in any sport, and, uh, you know, curling included. You know, to... You know, it's just against the rules, right, in all sports. And uh, so, yeah, definitely, there. in all honesty, I don't think there is an advantage to doping in curling. Um, I don't see what the advantage would be. Um, I don't know all the details behind uh, what happened. That You know, it's an unfortunate incident. You, you know, you got to feel bad for uh, the Norwegians who didn't get their opportunity to, to go up on the podium. I believe it was afterwards, but not as part, you know, with the gold medal and the silver medalists. But... Um, I do not see an advantage of doping and curling. It's actually the first time I've ever heard of anyone ever um, get caught for, for doping yep. and curling. So I don't foresee that being an issue moving forward. I think that was just a, a one-off situation. Well, I know the, the man himself thinks he was the victim of sabotage, but it's, it's an unfortunate risk in the world of sports that that can also happen and unfortunately athletes still have to take responsibility um jim cotter thank you so much for joining us today good luck with your ongoing efforts with with the coaching yeah thank you very much it's uh, my pleasure and you know i just want to say i'm super proud of uh you know all three of the teams and you know they're such nice people and uh they they treated me everyone treated me extremely well in korea there and uh, so i want to thank you guys also very much for the opportunity and and uh who knows? We'll see if, uh, if the opportunity comes again. Well, let's hope so. Team South Korea curling coach Jim Cotter on the line with us.